Today on the newscast is Afghanistan set to become a hotspot for global jihad once again. Plus, Israel hits Hezbollah in Syria. Get all the breaking details next. Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We continue to follow the situation in Afghanistan very closely. Here is the latest. Up to 15,000 U.S. citizens are still trying to leave the country. They are gathered in and around Kabul, and they want desperately to reach Kabul International Airport. Here's the problem. Number one, the Taliban has set up a ring around that airport. Secondly, the radical Islamic group has also set up checkpoints throughout Kabul. So if you are an American or if you are an Afghan who worked with U.S. forces over the past 20 years as a translator or an interpreter, you're trying to get yourself and your family out, there's a good chance you have to go through a Taliban checkpoint. And when that happens, all bets are off. Now, the Biden administration says they're admitting that they don't have a plan to evacuate, again, up to 15,000 Americans, not to mention Afghan allies who work very closely with us and put their necks on the line, quite literally, to resist the Taliban. There is no plan. There are some 6,000 U.S. troops on the ground now in Kabul who are looking to secure an exit from the city and from Afghanistan. But folks, stay tuned. A very precarious situation right now. Keep those Americans in your prayers and those Afghans who help U.S. forces and also need to get out of the country or face just brutal, deadly reprisals from the Taliban. What I want to focus on today is how Afghanistan very likely will now become a magnet for global jihad once again. Let's get into that. By the way, before we go, we will also give you an update. Israel reportedly carried out missile strikes against Hezbollah targets in Syria last night. We'll have an update on that in a minute as well. But first, Afghanistan becoming a magnet for global jihad. Look, from 1996 until 2001, the last go-round when the Taliban held power there, uh, al-Qaeda set up a base in Afghanistan. Training camps flourished there with recruits, jihadi recruits from around the world who trained in Afghanistan under the watchful, permissive eye of the Taliban. They plotted, they planned, they planned 9-11 from Afghan soil. One of the jihadis, former jihadis who I've interviewed in the past, uh, a Libyan by the name of Noman Banatman, he shared with me face-to-face. -face. I interviewed him in London back in 2010, 2011, I believe, and he shared. The planning went on in Afghanistan for what became 9-11. That would not have happened without the Taliban permitting al-Qaeda to have a base and to set up shop in Afghanistan. Now, the concern is that the Taliban will open the floodgates once again and let al-Qaeda and ISIS, both al-Qaeda has a particularly strong presence in Afghanistan still, but ISIS also has a presence there as well. The concern is, and a very justified concern, based on history, based on the ideology of the Taliban, the concern is that ISIS, al-Qaeda, once again, have safe haven, safe harbor to plan, to plot, 
to train. And looking big picture, folks, I see the possibility here of Afghanistan becoming the new spot, as I said at the top. Let's look out. As I mentioned, 96 to 2001, Afghanistan was the place where global jihadis gathered from all corners of the world. They flocked there to train and to plot. At the same time, Sudan was also a hot spot in the 1990s. Osama bin Laden, before he went to Afghanistan, he was in Sudan. Uh, move on now. 2001. The U.S. smashes the Taliban and Al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. Most of them flee to those tribal regions uh, along the Afghan-Pakistan border and hide out there. Uh, so then the global jihadi movement kind of spreads out to places like Yemen, Africa, Southeast Asia, and yes, Europe, and Al-Qaeda branched out. Then we have the Muslim Brotherhood movement, say, uh, 2010, 2011, growing as well. At the end of the day, the Brotherhood and the Al-Qaeda ISIS wing, different tactics, obviously. ISIS, Al-Qaeda want to kill you now. They're training for jihad now. The Brotherhood, suits and ties, I know, I've interviewed them, uh, very patient. Same end game as ISIS, Al-Qaeda, uh, the return of the caliphate, that global Islamic empire, and Sharia law for one and all, whether you like it or not. Same endgame, different tactics. The Brotherhood, 2010, 2011, 2012, looked ascendant. If you remember, the Brotherhood seized power in Egypt, uh, in Tunisia as well, and was growing in Europe, in the U.S. There was a presence as well. Again, these are guys wearing suits who are Western-educated, but their veneer, their moderate veneer, masks a sinister agenda. The Brotherhood looked ascendant, and then it all collapsed when... Al-Sisi, then General Al-Sisi, now President Al-Sisi, uh, took control in Egypt, which is the Muslim Brotherhood's power base. Then comes ISIS. Between 2013 and 2015 in particular, just gathering steam, conquering 38,000 square miles of territory in the heart of the Middle East, across Syria and Iraq, uh, declaring a new caliphate and really becoming, unlike anyone before it, even Al-Qaeda, ISIS became a global movement. Success breeds attraction, folks. Remember that when it comes to the global jihad. ISIS scored stunning victories, much like the Taliban has done over this past week. And ISIS declared a caliphate. Again, conquered large areas of territory. Great success. And that became a magnet. And jihadis from all over the world, tens of thousands, flocked to Iraq and especially Syria to train and to join up with ISIS. And I called it a movement. ISIS, like no one before it, used social media and uh, slickly produced propaganda and recruitment videos to get their message across here in America and in Europe. But ISIS, obviously President Trump keeps his word, smashes that caliphate. So ISIS loses its luster a bit and the global jihadists are a bit discouraged. Now you have the Taliban. Over the past week, scoring a stunning victory, the U.S. beating a humiliating retreat, a hasty withdrawal, leaving the country in, in a chaotic situation that, as I said at the top, is ongoing right now. There is a very good chance that you will see a wannabe terrorist flocking to that Taliban banner to Afghanistan from around the world. And then when they get there, they train, they plot, they plan. And these are Western passport holders or wherever you're from. We have viewers from around the world here on our YouTube channel. 
They return to their country of origin. It may be in your backyard. And when they come back, they're not going to get a job at McDonald's and transition peacefully back into civilian life. They will look to bring terror to their home soil. That is the situation we are faced with right now, folks, and it is not a good one. Just to wrap up, I mentioned Israel uh, last night. Uh, yesterday was what? Uh, August 17th. Uh, Tuesday, August 17th, uh, Israeli airstrike against a Hezbollah outpost reportedly along the Israel-Syria border. Now, Kunetra is the region in Syria. Again, this is on the Syrian side of the Golan Heights. I've spent a lot of time on the Israeli side of the Golan along the Israel-Syria border, but airstrikes in uh, Kunetra around the town of Hadar on the Syrian side and a Hezbollah outpost hit. And by the way, I shouldn't say airstrikes. Let me correct that. Missile strikes uh, from the Israel Defense Forces. So that rolls on as we have Afghanistan exploding, imploding, however you want to put it, and a massive crisis there and a potential new global jihad hotspot. We have the Iranian regime, and I mentioned a minute ago how they have been ascendant. Really, since the Iran nuclear deal in 2015, Iran is taking things to another level in terms of building up their capabilities and their proxies surrounding Israel. So that continues. And last thought here, and I got into this on yesterday's newscast, I encourage you to check it out in our archives. America's enemies are celebrating the fall of Afghanistan and the debacle of a withdrawal by the U.S. They see the U.S. now as a power on the decline, as weakening. They are empowered and they are emboldened. That includes the Iranian regime and its proxies. That includes the Taliban, uh, Russia, China, Turkey, you name it. They see the U.S. in decline and they say, this is our chance. If I were in Taiwan, Ukraine right now, South Korea, I would be very concerned. And of course, Israel, look, is up against it with the barbarians at the gate, surrounded by that Iranian-led ring of fire that we have talked so much about here on the newscast. Here's the good news. As the world seems to be collapsing around us right now, right? These evil men, and they are evil, they have certain plans, but God oftentimes has other plans. And he sees them, he sees what they're doing, and he quite literally laughs. Do you know how I know that? Because his word says so. Look at the book of Psalms. Several times God says that he sees Israel's enemies and he laughs. So remember, God is in control. He is on the throne. Don't lose hope. Don't get discouraged. Yes, we are living in perilous times, but they are also Bible times. And this is a time now more than ever, trust me, folks, to look up, to turn to God Almighty and to accept his son, the Lord Jesus. Time is short. Do not wait. Hey, thanks so much for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never. Hold your peace.